When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Saturday Neon. And guys, if you haven't seen a Saturday Neon sign, you've got to check them out right now. We've had them on set. We had an awesome Buffs one. We have a really cool CSU Rams one. And guys, they are the best neon signs out there. And it is the best Christmas gift. If you're struggling to get your loved ones a Christmas gift, get them a sign from Saturday Neon. And use the code DNVR for 10% off your purchase, whether it's for yourself, whether it's from someone else. You can get 10% off. That's the best thing, to give someone an awesome gift and get 10% off. Guys, they have buff signs. They have Ram signs. They are licensed with many colleges, and they are expanding their reach right now to get even more colleges on board. So check out what they have over at Saturday Neon. Use that code DNVR for 10% off your purchase to get the coolest sign. Guys, this will be the coolest thing in your house. Check them out. DNVR over at Saturday Neon. All right, mates, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mace at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with brick, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Thursday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. You guys know the deal. Over at MSU Denver Online, you get the best education while continuing to live your life. Whether you want to keep working uh, and also get an education, take get a degree, take one class, you can do all of that over at MSU Denver Online. And right now, they're offering uh, everyone a free application fee. If you use the code DNVR Sports, they will waive that application fee. So check them out, whether you want to take one class or get a degree over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, how's it going, my friend? It's going all right. It's another beautiful day in Colorado, beautiful uh, winter day that feels a lot like late, late fall, again, like we've been having. It's it's been a good it's been a good day. Although I have to say that the Pat Shermer press conferences lately, um, let's just say he doesn't give the air of somebody who doesn't want to be who wants to be there on a weekly basis. Well, that's for sure. Who wants to answer questions? Well, 
he was asked a question uh, by Jeff Legwell, highly respected reporter, been covering this game. Frankly, no offense, Zach, he's been covering football longer than you've been alive. Uh, there's no offense Did to a, that. Right. He goes back to the 80s. So he asked Pat Shermer a question about what kind of, hey, you know, you, you, you kind of, there's a little bit, he didn't say contemptuous, but he, you know, Shermer kind of dismisses number cruncher. So, but Legwold asked him, say, you know, hey, what stats do you kind of pay attention to, Pat? I mean, are there stats that matter? Is there data that matters? And uh, the response was, um, well, Kale, we got it ready? Just points and wins. Yeah, the, the important thing is to win. And then certainly um, when you score points, because we're all charged with scoring points. We had nine drives the other day. We scored on six of them. That, I, I think that's pretty good for the numbers, guys. You know, And I think that's what you, you want to do is, is score points and ultimately score one more than your opponent, which is a win. The rest of it, the rest of it helps tell the story maybe a little bit, but those. Well, all the efficiency, all the efficiency ones are important. Um, you, you can, there's a long list of them, right? I mean, we, we scored in two minutes before the half, right? We ended the game with the ball, and got a score, right? The one that we didn't do so well, we had a, a series backed up there where we went a three and out. We can't do that, but. Uh, we were third downs were good, five for five in the red zone. I mean, all that tells the story, but ultimately, ultimately, you want to score one more point than your opponent. That's important, at least, and then uh, win the game. Those are the those are the important pieces. Thank you for the insight, there, Pat. Yeah, you guys score more. I mean, what does he think we're a bunch of morons? Yes, of course he does. That's yes, he does. Every, every NFL coach mm-hmm. thinks we're a bunch of morons. Mm-hmm. And, and Mace, this upset you so much. You talked about it on Twitter. You want to talk about it today, Mace? Just, just let it be. Don't let it bother you. See, you know, when I heard that, I of course roll my eyes and say, "Wow, he thinks we are so stupid." And then you know what? I move on with my day. I forget about it because he does think we're very stupid. Don't let this eat at you, Mace. I can't help it. I mean, I, I think. Look. <laughs> The funny thing is, I've had a couple of nice conversations off the record with Pat Shermer, you know, just kind of waiting for press conferences. Well, then maybe start. he thinks you're I, smart. He has respect for I you, think, but I the think general de- media. I think he's a decent guy, but oh my gosh, I mean, just sometimes the utter condescension in his in, in that response. And the other thing is, and I, I was thinking this from baseball terms as well. That sort of response makes me think that if Pat Shermer likes baseball, he probably places a huge value on the picture win stat. Oh, you got to get the guy to five innings so he can get the win. Who cares? Yeah, I definitely think Pat Shermer's a big quarterback <laughs> wins guy. And hey, I got to oh. say, I'm right there with him. Oh, oh, wait, what? Of course, there, quarterback but, wins but is there's the thing. A, there, there, yeah, see, there are so many other things that go into it. I mean, if quarterback win, I mean, Deshaun Watson can have a great season and then the Texans don't win, but there are a lot of other things going wrong. Well, how important is quarterback wins for that team right now? Yeah. They wish they had Deshaun Watson's quarterback win stat. That's yeah. That's, that's <laughs> you got me. You got me there. You know who's good on quarterback wins right now? Who? Your guy Mac Jones. Ah, uh, well, well, McCorkle. Well, well. Yeah, he he's good on quarterback wins because he's good. That's why. I mean, I can't believe Mace. Did you just throw some shade at Mac Jones? I mean, because I can't. Can believe- we agree? Can we agree that if you win a game by throwing the ball three times, that the quarterback to to use RK's comparison isn't even the not isn't the plane isn't even the pilot is actually the passenger. I mean for that game. Okay. But here's the thing: mm-hmm. is uh, is Josh Allen was actually a negative 
in that game. So Mac Jones didn't do anything. He was neutral. Uh, Josh Allen was a negative in that game for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, Mac Jones was a better quarterback in that game. They actually asked something of Josh Allen in the conditions, but I digress. Yep, anyway. yep, and uh, you know it was a, it was a mistake. Yeah, the, the, the Buffalo or the yeah the New England Patriots played it way better. Man, I cannot wait <laughs> for Worth Mac the- Jones just to continue to prove people wrong. I, I've heard so much Mac Jones hate this week, and I'm like, where is this coming from? Well, I think it's just that he did land in the perfect situation. And look, environment matters, culture matters. And you don't you don't apologize for that. And you yeah. know what? If there's a good player out there and he can be extremely good, especially at the quarterback position, you make your environment yeah. fit him. So I, I don't like that excuse for Mac. Yeah, people uh, are just like, even after the draft, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, I knew he was going to be good when he went to it. No, they didn't. They, well, they didn't. Well, no, but you knew that when the Patriots picked him, they did so based on better intel than anybody else, to their credit. Of course. So that's that, why that I was, said if that the was, Patriots that was are the like signal. Him, you take him. That was the signal. Yep. If anybody else had taken him, I don't think he'd be having the success. But oh, it is. Oh, my goodness. Not, Just not continue the same to suc- discount him. The same success? Do you think if Mac Jones were in Chicago, he'd be as successful as he is in New England? Yeah, sure. I think he'd be successful. Really? I think he'd be very as successful. As successful right now as he is in, well, in New England. Well, as successful, maybe not, but I think he'd be successful. He's a damn good football. I, I don't know what we have to do. What does he have to do to prove that he's a good football player? Well, you know what, Mace? Actually, we're, maybe he can do something, and we're going to talk about that later There's a big in this game podcast. on Saturday. There, there is a big on game the road on Saturday. Against a, quarter, a team with a quarterback who's actually playing pretty well and a team that has, right now, maybe the best offensive player in the game at this moment. Mm. Jonathan Taylor. Yep, your at guy, this moment, Jonathan my Taylor. Guy my guy, Mac Jones, going up <laughs> against each other. And uh, I'm Mace, a Jonathan Taylor stan, Kale. I'm sorry. And Mace, we're doing a little something different with this show. We're really going to dive into the Broncos playoffs, what our picks are for the Broncos-Bengals game, and then we're going to look at every single other game that has Broncos mm-hmm. playoff implications and give our picks for that as well. But, of course, Mace, as we know, this game isn't a mathematical must-win for the Broncos on Sunday, but for all real real purposes, it is a must-win for the Broncos. The, the Broncos, if they lose this, they have a 5% chance at the playoffs. If the Broncos win, they're creeping closer to 50%, and I put all these numbers out on a piece over at thednvr.com just earlier this afternoon that shows you exactly all the numbers, who you should be cheering for. We're going to have a graphic on that later this week as well, and Mace and I are going to dive into it now, but Mace, the Broncos... Need to win this game. Yes. What's it come down to? Well, it's going to, I think part of it is going to come down to controlling the pace of the game. They're going to, it's a little bit of a boring formula, yes, but they're going to want to gash the Bengals on the ground. And also, they're going, between the Bengals not being able to be a very good comeback team, at least in completing the comeback, they got close. They tied the 49ers, but they couldn't push it over the top. So the Bengals aren't a great team at finishing a comeback. The Broncos are not a great team at coming back, but they're pretty good working from ahead. So you want to control the pace on the ground. You want to make sure that you're playing at least on even terms, if not a little bit ahead throughout. Don't force yourself into a comeback situation. It's basically the formula that we have seen work to this point for the Broncos all year. Yeah, and that formula, as simple as it is, is the Broncos need to run the ball. And they need to stick with the run. And if they get down 14 early, they need to stick with the run. And if they get up 14 early, they need to stick with the run. And then, of course, Teddy Bridgewater is the name everyone wants to talk about. 
He just needs to be efficient. And Mace, yeah. we broke it down with, with the numbers yesterday. He needs to have a passer rating of 100, or if you want to get exact, like above a 97, I believe is what you said yesterday. His season average is 96.5. Yep. So literally when he's above his average, the Broncos win. When he's below, the Broncos lose. He can't turn the ball over. Uh, but he does not need to throw 250, 300 yards. The formula that we saw against the Chargers, the formula that we saw against the Lions, the formula that the Broncos tried to do against the Chiefs, they need to do that again. The biggest difference in those two wins against the Chargers and the Lions and their one loss against Kansas City was Teddy Bridgewater turned the ball over. Right. He, he was not efficient. He made uh, a couple of very bad decisions, and that hurt the Broncos, and that was probably the difference in the game. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get those. The Broncos obviously convert on a fourth and two. That wasn't just Teddy's fault. That can be Pat Shermer and uh, some of the rest of the offense. Mm. The Broncos probably win that game. Yeah. So that was against a Kansas City Chiefs team, Mace, that in my opinion is way better than the Cincinnati Bengals team. And people say, well, now you're playing a better team than the Lions. You can't do that same thing. Heck, yes, you can. Just don't make those crucial mistakes. Right. You've And you've beaten one excellent team in the Cowboys Mm -hmm. you've beaten a very good team in the Chargers and like you mentioned if that fourth and two you convert there at the end of the second quarter either maybe you maybe you don't win but it goes down to the wire it would it at the worst case scenario I think Zach if they'd gotten that fourth and two against Kansas City is that it would have been that loss where you're like oh man this stings but you don't feel really bad about it. Right. Like you went to Arrowhead, you went toe-to-toe with them right after being the Chargers, you're, you're legit. Yep. So there, look, there isn't a team on the rest of the Broncos schedule they can't beat if they do what they need to do. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, they, the, they held it with the Chiefs. Right. I mean, we're pointing to the one play and saying, oh, if not for fourth and two, it could have gone differently because the game, you know, that's why the Chiefs game, and we opened, you know, I opened bashing Pat Shermer and his comment. <laughs> Pat Shermer's game plan against Kansas City was actually incredibly sound. Yeah. Wait, say that again? Pat, Shermer, <laughs> game, Pat Shermer's game plan against the Chiefs was incredibly sound. Yeah. And... Until the fourth and two, it was working exactly as they wanted it to. They were. It was. It, it absolutely so he, was. So we may rip on Shermer, but I think we should give him credit when it is warranted. That was a good game plan. The Cowboys game plan you know, was an exquisite game plan, helped out by Dallas feeling like they could just throw their jock straps out there on the field at AT&T Stadium and win. Yeah, and so admitting it a couple of weeks after. Yes, exactly. But that's what happens when... A middle tier team plays well, and a very good team doesn't have doesn't have everything going for it, and doesn't have the effort. The, yep. Bron- the Broncos are good. The Broncos weren't good enough to exploit that in previous years, but they're good enough to exploit that now. So if the Bengals, if you get bad Bengals on Sunday, the Broncos should be good enough to exploit that and win comfortably. Yeah, exactly. And and that that that's going up against good Bengals. You should still be able to run your formula. Yes. And and Mace, it I. It, ideally, you want to be a good enough team where you can be the New England Patriots and throw the ball three times and run 40, 50, 60 times if that's what the game plan allows. You also want to be the Patriots where, you know, with Tom Brady, they would drop back like 60 times in a game and run it five times, and they're going to mm-hmm. do that with Mac at some point too. Uh, you want to be able to hit the other team's weaknesses, but you know what? 
The Denver Broncos are not that good of a team right now. Right. And they have a strength that is extremely strong. They have to stick with that this week. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of talk, especially early, earlier in this week, uh, from outside of where uh, of, of our conversations. That was, you're going to have to throw the ball. You're going to have to throw the ball. No, you're just simply not. Stick with your strength. And Mason, you brought up a quote uh, when you were talking. It reminded me of another quote that we heard this week. What mm-hmm. did you think of Vic Fangio yesterday saying, just win, baby? You know, sometimes I think Vic says things and he doesn't realize how they're going to be perceived because <laughs> Vic Vic has tunnel vision. Sometimes it's an attribute because it means that you can tune out all the noise, all the distraction, and focus on the task in front of you. And, and when you say that, yeah. when Vic says every single week and everyone rolls yeah. their eyes, we're just looking to go 1-0 and this week, he actually he, means that. He really does. Yeah. It, it, Vic is very much about the task in front of him, what's right there. But because of that, he's so locked in that he says just win, baby, and it's just innocent, okay? <laughs> it's it's a cliche around football. I mean, if I weren't in Broncos country, I might use that phrase as just an allusion to Al Davis, kind of a lark, and no, nothing harmful or anything like that. But because he's got that tunnel vision, he doesn't understand that for a lot of Broncos fans, he, you might he, you might as well have just urinate on something holy at that <laughs> point when you're citing Al Davis like that. <laughs> I was trying to think of there's probably a better analogy, and that's why I'm a writer more than a talker. I'm sure if I uh-huh. sat down, I could think of a perfect analogy to describe that. No, I thought it was pretty good. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, thanks for you know bolstering my ego there. But I think that it's an innocent mistake. He doesn't realize what it means. But I, I understand. Look, if you're a Bronco fan, the hated Raiders, the last thing you can do is, is use a quote from Al Davis. Anything <laughs> for anything other than ironic purposes. Right. Exa- exactly. And he meant it earnestly. Right. Just win, baby. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I, 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 I did too. I but when he said it, I'm like, I when he said it, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, but I, I I got what he was saying. Yeah, and he had that. Sometimes Vic has a little twinkle in his eye, and he had the twinkle in his eye when he said he it. He did. He did. Yeah, he, he he meant it. So Mace, my question to you is: Will the Denver Broncos just win this week, baby? Yes. Hey, they're going to win. Good teams win. Great teams cover. I'm not saying the Broncos are a great team. Well, are they covering right now over DraftKings Sportsbook? The spread is Broncos are favored. Yes, favored by two and a half points. It's going to be a tight one. They're going to win this. They are going to win this game, twenty-one to seventeen. Ooh! So a win and cover. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. The Broncos are a great team because they're winning and they're covering mm-hmm. against a team that is ahead of them in the playoff yes. race right now by one game. Or not by one game, by one seed right now. The Bengals are nine. Broncos are ten. So obviously, after this win. The Broncos will be ahead of the Bengals. And both teams also started well to some degree. Broncos 3-0. Bengals were 5-2 and at one point. Neither team has particularly consistent fortune right now. And But one thing that I do expect, and I say one reason I say 21 points is I believe the Broncos will maintain their red zone momentum. Mm. The 21 points I think will involve a perfect 3-3 three of three in the red zone. There we they go. Ma- yeah, no field goals. They will maximize their chances. Brandon McManus is not going to be special teams player of the <laughs> week based on what I'm predicting here. Sorry, sorry, BMAC. Although, 
By the way, like he joked about getting the award when he had only one field goal yeah. and a bunch of extra points. There were other guys who had multiple field goals. Like yeah, it, I, yeah, I agree with Brandon. When yesterday he was like, there had to be someone else to win this award. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think so well, too, when, when the news came down yesterday, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to go back to the box score and say, what did I miss? Yeah. I didn't miss anything. Yeah, it... Okay, <laughs> but it's one of those good, good things. For it's like, good for B Mac. Good for you. It's like you can't criticize, you know, my brother, but I can criticize my brother. Right. It's it's like once he says that he shouldn't have got the award, I'm like, okay, you're right, you shouldn't have got the award, but I didn't want to say it first. Right, and and, and but I, but he's so he's so self aware. Yeah, that he I, he probably got the news and is like, what? He, his first reaction is probably something lines on along the lines of, wow, really. What did I do? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, Mace, you have confidence in the Broncos, and I have bad news. I have Ryan's score right here. Uh-huh. He has confidence in the Broncos. 23-17, to 17, so you guys are so close in your score prediction. And the bad news is we all have confidence in the oh, Broncos. Oh, no. I've got the Broncos winning 24-20 to 20 in this game. Mace, they clear the magic number of 21, mm-hmm. just like they do with you. And, of course, the Bengals just don't win when they allow their opponents to score 21 mm-hmm. or more points. I believe they have one victory on the season yeah. when their opponents have scored over 21 points. And so that's all the magic number is. That's all Pat Shermer has to do. Pat Shermer does not have to be amazing. He just needs one more point than his opponent. <laughs> no. And according uh, to all three of us, he's going to get way more than one point than his opponent. Hey, not just one, but four. I yes, mean, exactly. A whopping four. In fact, one and a half more than the spread. There's an old, uh, there, there, from the 1990s, there was a soccer cheer song for the England national team called Vindaloo. And part of the chorus is, we're going to score one more than you. Wow, that's a great one. Not, hey, Very clever. Not about, yeah, not about getting two or three. You know, Inkwin's not going to win three nothing. No, it's going to be two one. We're just going to one nothing. We're what, just going to eke this thing out. What team is that? That was the England uh, national soccer team. I wonder if Pat Shermer's a big fan of the England national soccer team. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt maybe, it. Maybe just for you, he'll come and he will sing that song next week at the press conference. Well, maybe. Or maybe I'll sing it. Maybe maybe they'll win by one point. Mm, maybe they and then, will. And maybe I'll say, hey, you sc-, and, and then I'll open the press conference. Hey, hey. Scored one more than the Bengals, Pat. <laughs> Man, that would <laughs> be great. Let's see what happens. Uh, I just wish we didn't have so much confidence around the Broncos, but I'm not going to mm. change my score. I think they're going to win. You shouldn't change your score. And, of course, Ryan isn't going to change his score. Man, that those are we all view it as a very similar game. And, Mace, I think I don't view this as a bad offensive game for the Broncos, 24 points. I view it as the Broncos are just going to grind the clock down. And remember the Bengals. Yes, they have Joe Burrow. But they've got Joe Mixon, too. And they right. handed off to him more than anyone in the entire NFL outside of your Jonathan Taylor-led Colts. So he's going to get the ball often. Mace, this game might be done at, at you know 355 on Sunday because they may just be handing the ball off. But, hey, if the Broncos win, it is going to be huge for them. It, it is. And I think it'll be huge for the fan base as well. Mm, yeah. Because... You do. I don't know if you sense it. I sense it among some cores of Broncos country. There is a reluctance to embrace this team and embrace its chances. And I get it. The last five years have been rough. This team has been inconsistent. But beat the Bengals at home. You're eight and six. You have three division games left. 
I think you win this game, Broncos country is finally going to allow itself to believe that this might end with a pot of gold of making the playoffs. Mm, I absolutely love it. And Mace, so mm. I want to know if the Broncos will be in the playoffs after this weekend. But first, playoffs. I got to tell you something that is very important. It is a PSA, it is a pubic service announcement from our friends over at Manscaped. On, on the I, show? I did. I did. And <laughs> it's because it's important. We can't miss <laughs> out on this because our friends over at Manscaped want to make your Christmas <laughs> And you, the loved ones around you that much better. And our friends over at Manscaped are giving you twenty five or twenty percent off by using the code Man, or DNVR over at Manscaped.com this holiday season. Use the code DNVR at Manscaped.com. You get twenty percent off and free shipping. And might I recommend the Lawnmower four Nothing's gonna ride better on your body than Lawnmower four Glide without any clips on your body because it's got advanced skin safe technology it has waterproof feature it has wireless charging it has a light that you can turn on and off and that is their premium product but mace they have so many other things as you see right here we are displaying two beautiful uh gifts in the shower that you can take clean yourself off and of course they've got the weed whacker they have everything so make sure to check them out over manscape.com smash that code dnvr for 20 percent off and free shipping well that's a great gift no doubt what else is a great gift? I'm going to pull it up here. A gift box. It's a DMVR gift box. Now, it's probably not going to look like this, right? I think it does. Oh, yeah. it does with the Christmas. Absolutely. It looks exactly like Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so we, it's we actually, send it in a gift you, box. You don't even have to wrap this, yes, okay? exactly. Be you just throw it under the tree. Yeah, so anyway, it's the DNVR gift box. And if you want to give the gift of DNVR to the Colorado sports fan, in your life, there's really nothing better because you open this box and someone who opens this, first of all, they're going to get this. It's a, it may look like a certificate. What it is, is it's annual membership. It says, welcome to the family. You sign up for your annual subscription and it's got the code below. So the D, the Broncos or Colorado sports fan in your life will get a DMVR subscription. Maybe you know somebody who listens to the podcast, loves them, but they haven't made the leap to subscribe. This is a great gift for them. You're also going to get two t-shirts. Here we've got Mile High Till I Mile High Die Hard. Mile High Till I Die. You've also got the Teddy Bridgewater, the Teddy Two Glove shirt. If you want to go marching into maybe a playoff run mm. for the Broncos, then that's a shirt that you can put in. So two shirts. The get the, the certificate, pardon me, to join the DNVR family for the person that you buy this for. Oh, by the way. You get something as well if you give that DNVR gift box like I've got right here. You get a $15 discount at the DNVR locker. So what could be better? You give a friend the gift of, of, of the best coverage of Colorado sports and you get a $15 credit for yourself over at the DNVR locker. So basically what? Half price off a shirt, 40% off of a hoodie, something or a hat that you want. You get something by giving your friends something. So make sure you give the gift of DNVR. Go to the DNVR, go to DNVRlocker.com, DNVRlocker.com, and get the DNVR gift box for $59.88 right there. And, of course, you're going to give the gift of DNVR to someone that you know, and you get a little something for yourself with that $15 gift card to the DNVR Locker. So check it all out 
at dnvrlocker.com. And Mace, Christmas is only nine days away, but it's not too late to order one of those gift boxes. If you order by Monday the 20th, you will get it in time for Christmas. And if you order general merchandise from the DNVR Locker, you will get, if you order by the 22nd, you'll get it in time. And of course, if you want to come down to the bar, you, we will have in-bar purchases up to the 23rd. We're closed on the 24th, but that means, Mace, you have a week to come by and not only grab g- merchandise for gifts for yourself or for others, you can also come down and get some Breck beers. And, of course, Breck Beer, the official sponsor of DNVR. We love Breck Beer. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the Christmas Ale keg here. That's what I recommend for this weekend, whether you're staying at home, watching some football, whether you're going and seeing some friends. Bring over a mini keg of Christmas ale. Nothing will say Christmas and get you in the mood like the Christmas ale. It tastes so good, and also it is like a little tree with beer in it. What gets better than that? Nothing. Make sure to check out all the Breck beer. Find their Breck beer locator to see where the beer is closest to you. All right, Mace, let's hop in to our AFC West predictions and travel around the AFC West because... Every single game from here on out in the AFC West is probably going to be important. What I can guarantee you is every single game in the AFC this week is important. And first, let's get to our standings. Because, uh, Mace, I think you'll like... Whoa, what, what noise did you just make? Oh, I'm winning Yeah, this yeah, yeah. That was a, that, that, oh. that was a rough, that was a rough no, sound. I was, well, I was you thinking about the weekly one. pick standings. Yes, on Pick'em, yeah. fortunes well, aren't I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like prop bets. Like, uh, like literally, I'm flipping a coin on the prop bets. Whoa, mm. you're not trying to help the people out? I, I don't want people taking my advice on prop bets. Oh, but you're an expert, Mace. Not on prop bets, I'm not. <laughs> well, on the Broncos, well, here you seem to be the expert. 23 and 18, you're in first. Ryan and I are tied for second at 21 and 20. The good news is we're all above 500. We're all breaking even with that, a little extra. That was a long time coming. <laughs> and we have a lot of picks today. And so let's get into these. And let's start, Mace, with the AFC West. And if... You're going to bet on these. You're going to have to tune into our Broncos pick them because that's where we give our picks against the spread. Here, we're just picking straight up. Probably why we all have such good, well, over 500 records on this is because we're not picking against the spread. And let's dive in, Mace, to a very important game tonight. The Chiefs going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers where the Chargers are 1-0 and against the Kansas City Chiefs this season. Who do you have in this game for first place in the AFC West? Well, kind of the big news came when uh, we saw a couple of days ago Chris Jones landing on the uh, COVID-19 list for the Chiefs. And uh, look, that's transformative for their defense. Um, And not in a good way. Yeah. Because what's worked for them is they got Melvin Ingram on the edge and then allowed Chris Jones to work on the inside, which is what he's done best. And that was the moment where the Chiefs' defense went from very pedestrian early to downright dominant in the last several weeks. So you're taking Chris Jones out from the interior. It's going to be much more difficult for the Chiefs to generate a pass rush on Justin Herbert. You know, before the news broke, I thought the Chiefs were going to win this game. Oh. Without Chris Jones, I think the Chargers win. Oh, I love it, Mace. And so, in even terms though it's of the, not good for the Broncos, I was going to say, in terms of the the playoff implications, That's, not good for the Broncos' playoff implications because then the Chiefs and the Chargers would be a game and a game and a half above the Broncos entering Sunday's game. 
But I guess it's good if you think that the Broncos can win the division. And maybe you want the Broncos to have a first seed in the AFC. Then that is good because it keeps the Chiefs from pulling away from you. But yes, I personally, and I think you are mm-hmm. too, and I know Ryan is, we're all still focused on just the Broncos getting to the playoffs. And that's the number one goal. So we would all wish that the Chiefs would beat them. But here's the interesting thing. If you want to dream big, are we going to dream big around here? Absolutely. We're big dreamers. All right. If you want to dream big, then if the Chiefs lose tonight and the Broncos win out, then the Broncos would finish ahead of the Chiefs on a tiebreaker because you, you could have a scenario even if, like, the Broncos and Chiefs are tied uh, head-to-head. Like, if Broncos and Chiefs and Chargers are tied head-to-head, then the Broncos would come out ahead on record among all three teams. Love it. Because, of course, the Chargers would have beaten the Chiefs twice, but potential. But if the Broncos win out, that means they've beaten the Chiefs once, and it means they've beaten the Chargers twice. Yep, it means so, the Broncos would have two division losses, but that's it. Right. Be then then, it, then it, the one I'm not sure about, and that's why I think I may have misstated here, is if it co- is common opponents over conference, rec- over conference record. And that's where I don't know where things would stand with the Broncos and the Chiefs on common opponents. Well, Mace, I, ho- came down to that. I hope we're having that conversation in right. a couple of weeks. You're dreaming big, and I love it. Ryan and I are trying to dream realistically. Yeah. We've got the Chiefs winning tonight, both of us. I love this game for the Chiefs, and the reason there, there's so many reasons. The first one is, like I said, the Chargers beat them in Kansas City when these teams first played, and I think that kind of opened everyone's eyes this season of, whoa, Are the Chargers that good? Are the Chiefs struggling? And obviously, the Chargers were that good at the beginning of the season, and the Chiefs were struggling that hard at the beginning of the season. I think Kansas City is going to be pissed about that. I love that this game is for first place in the AFC West because I think the Chiefs are going to be pissed about that and come out playing. And Mace, Chris Jones is a great point that he's out. But then Rashawn Slater got ruled out, and I thought those two things kind of negated each other. I think Chris Jones is more important than Rashawn Slater, but – Got that a little closer, uh, and uh, I just think the Chiefs are on fire right now. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, and uh, because we're not putting this game in the pick I even like Chiefs minus three, but I love that we're picking different teams there. Okay, Mace, we're going to Saturday. Yes, Saturday football. And I love this about December, Saturday football. Yes, me too. We even got Christmas Saturday football next week, and Mace, this week, We've got two games that both matter to the Broncos. The first one starting at 2.30 in Denver, Raiders at Browns. And boy, this game could potentially have a lot of drama on the field. It certainly has a lot of drama off the field with, what, 14 Browns are on the COVID-19 list, including their head coach and including Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and of course, so we saw firsthand that the, that the Browns can function Without Baker Mayfield, when they had Case Keenum, uh, we did find that out firsthand. Keen, yeah, so, but we know that they can. They, hey, they could function without Baker Mayfield, and Keenum actually might be a bit better than an injured Baker Mayfield. And clearly, Baker is still hurt, right? Yep. So, we know they, that they can get by without with Keenum for a game. But the thing is, you start looking at like all the other players, uh, all the other absences they have, and how it basically decim- it decimates their defense, affects their offensive line as well. Is it a point of no return? Is it too much? I don't think it will be. Yeah, it's going to be in Cleveland. 
part of it is you're going against a Raiders team that, aside from that game against Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, since uh, the 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 the, ac- the the tragic accident uh, that Henry Ruggs caused, leading to him being cut, this hasn't been the same team. And obviously, the focus should be on the tragedy and what Henry Ruggs did. But from a football perspective, the Raiders aren't the same team without him. I got the Browns in this. Yeah, and I think that's very fair looking at... I have a okay, Browns Cup, by the way. Yeah, you do. Mm. I, I dig it. A Cleveland Browns Cup from Mace today. And that's unfortunately not who the Broncos are going to be cheering for. Broncos are going to be cheering, I think should be at least, cheering for the Las Vegas Raiders to win this game. And you say, wait, 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 wait. But that would give another win to the Raiders. That would yeah. make them still in contention in the playoffs but it would take the Cleveland Browns out or down a notch. And if the Broncos win, then the Broncos would immediately jump ahead of the Browns, who in tiebreakers right now are ahead of the Broncos. And Mace, the Raiders are going downhill so much. Mm. I'm not worried about them getting one win here. They're still going to sputter the rest of the season. So I'm going to be cheering for the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think you should be too. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think Derek Carr is going to will his way to victory. The Las Vegas Raiders are not a good football team. Derek Carr is still a good quarterback. And I think that he says, no, 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 no. I'm not letting Case Keesum beat me this weekend. I am going to beat him. I totally see why you're going, Browns. Mm -hmm. But give me the Raiders. And, man, I could look like an absolute fool giving any confidence in the Raiders, especially what happened last week against Kansas City. And Ryan is going with the Raiders as well. Mm. So, Mace, we could be able to catch you this week. But we have even more games. Or I could pick up another game on you with that. We got even more. Multiple games. Yeah, we got even more on Saturday. Yes, we do. Because this – Give the, give the NFL credit. They actually, you know, this doubleheader they have on Saturday, two very relevant games in the playoff race and very relevant for the Broncos as well. So, you know, get get the popcorn, get some holiday cookies, have some eggnog, sit back. You're going to want to watch this doubleheader on Saturday. Yes, you will. And let's dive into that doubleheader because it also has playoff implications for the Broncos. The 9-4 and four Patriots are traveling into Indianapolis. Boy, this used to be a game where it was Peyton Manning mm-hmm. hosting Tom Brady. Now it's Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor hosting the greatest rookie quarterback the land has ever seen, Mac Jones. Mace, are you doing that to troll me on this? I'm doing it to the troll. greatest quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it to troll every single person out there except for me. Mace, who do you have? I know who you have. I could just write it down right now. Colts? In fact, I already wrote it down. Yeah, wrote down the Colts. <laughs> yeah, of course, I did. <laughs> yeah, the Colts have are basically they they've come close in these types of games all year. At some point, I think they're going to get over the top. I mean, they came. They they should have beaten the Bucks. They had that game in their hands, right? I think they're going to have just enough to win this game. They, it's going to be at home, and I do think Jonathan Taylor will be the best player on the field. Will make the difference for the for the Colts. Will will allow the Colts to control the pace of this game. The th- the only the thing that you worry about with the Colts, of course, is if the game gets into Carson Wentz's hands. Carson Wentz has been fine in the big-picture aggregate, but you look at late at that game against the Titans that they had at home, and Carson Wentz lost it for them. So they Colt, the Colts need to keep this game in the hands of their, their, their A-list player. 
They've got to keep the game in the hands of Jonathan Taylor. If they do that, they're going to win. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor is the key for the Colts. I mean, there's a reason he's the leading rusher in the NFL. He has the most touches of any running back in the NFL. It's also because he's an absolute beast. Ryan is with you, Mace. Ryan is going the Colts here. This is going to be a fantastic game that Mac Jones wins. The Patriots are going to win this game, and Broncos fans should be right with me. They should be pulling for Mac this week because, look, the Patriots have the mm. uh, their division wrapped up right now. Yeah. Or not, not the division wrapped up, but they have a playoff spot. They are going to make the playoffs, and they are ahead of their division. In fact, they're tied uh, with, with the Chiefs and the Titans for first place in the mm. AFC. You want them to win this game and then lose out the rest of the way, but you want them to beat the Colts because the Colts are one of those teams with the Broncos sitting at 7-6. Seven and six. You want them to fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. If the Broncos win, the mm. Broncos jump the Colts. And then Mace, if the Raiders win and the Pats win on uh, – Thursday or on Saturday, right. the Broncos will jump two playoff spots just by that if they win on Sunday. Yeah, it's sort of interesting to kind of to look at what the Colts have left as well because they've got a very tough game after this against the Arizona Cardinals. Then they close with Las Vegas at home and they're at the Jaguars. So that Jaguar game, by the way, is now more interesting than it was 24 hours ago. Yeah, yes, it is. Bye bye, Urban. Right. Would it surprise anybody if the Jaguars play really well down the stretch and maybe maybe become a spoiler here in the next four weeks now that maybe Urban not. Meyer's gone? Yeah. So, like, before with Urban Meyer coaching, that Colts-Jaguars game, free space on the board. I think the Colts win. Mm, yeah. Now, it's not as, it's, it's not as certain. So, that, all, that also can help the Broncos. The other reason why the Broncos need the Colts to lose this game is if you're starting to think about tiebreakers— as you, it, for the Broncos and Colts, if they got into a tiebreaker, you'd be talking about conference record. Right now, the Colts are 6-3 and three in the AFC, and the Broncos are 3-5. and five. Yeah, yeah, and so a, a big one there. Mace, there's also some big games on Sunday as mm. well. This is such an action-packed weekend for the Broncos. The 9-4 and four Titans hosting the 6-6-1 six, six and one Steelers. Of course, the Broncos here want the Titans to win because just mm-hmm. like the Patriots, the Titans... Uh, are significantly ahead of the Broncos. Broncos aren't competing against the Titans. The Titans own their division right now, but they are competing against the 6-6-1 six, six, Steelers. In fact, a loss on Sunday could realistically, not mathematically, eliminate the Steelers from the playoff chase. Who do you have? It's in Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh, and of course, Pittsburgh beat Baltimore at home a couple of weeks back, and then, you know, I, I would actually have picked the Titans if Pittsburgh had not come back against the Vikings. Mm. The fact that the Steelers did, that it wasn't in time for the win, but they woke up and really had, and if they'd forced overtime, I think they would have won that game. Yep, I think so too. Um, the Steelers are another little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They did have the tie against the, the Lions at home, so it hasn't been all smiles and sunshine at Heinz Field, but... They beat beating Baltimore at home a couple weeks back. I think says a lot. It's one of those games where I, it's not really something you think about analytically. It's about tough environment, Western PA, December, the yellow towels twirling, Renegade playing. I can't pick against the Steelers in this game, in that environment. Yeah, I it's mean, it's the kind of game Pittsburgh usually wins yeah and the titans don't have derrick henry and that's what their team is completely built around unless they're playing a trash team they're going to lose and the steelers boy 
have they look like a trash team at times, but they're going to be at least just enough. So we all have the Steelers to win this game, unfortunately. Yeah, and you think also, even though he won't confirm it, there's a general idea that this is Big Ben's last go-around. You think that maybe adds a little bit of, as Vic Fangio might say, oomph to the Steelers, because I think it does. I think it does, and it has. Yeah, I think so, too. All right, we got the 3-10 and 10 Jets going into Miami, the 6-7 and seven Dolphins. While they have the wor- worst record of teams that are, quote, still in the hunt, they're the hottest. They're right. in a five-game win streak right now. Mace, I think this one is pretty easy, who we all expect to win. Yeah, I think this is going to be Miami, and uh, don't even be surprised if Miami takes this five-game winning streak to seven. They play New Orleans. It's in the Superdome right after that, but Miami's got uh, momentum. Now, Now, another one interesting thing about this Miami winning streak to date is that they've won five in a row, four at home. So it's a nice little stretch of five home games in six that's allowed wow. them to get their feet back under them. But but and, and also, you can say, well, most of the teams they've beaten are bad. But they beat Baltimore in the middle of this as well. They destroyed them too. Yeah, right. They made them look really. I know Baltimore came back in that game, but they dominated that game. Right. I mean, you, you look at Miami and you think, boy, if they hadn't, if they hadn't, you know, wet the bed against Atlanta at home, Miami would be. We would talk about Miami being in great playoff shape. Yep. So they've they've they used up their margin for error early, but uh, I don't think they're going. I don't think the Miami Dolphins are going away, and. Right. By the way, if they win this game Sunday, Sunday, Zach, Miami will be five and five in the AFC. Whereas the Broncos, if they win Sunday, they'd be four and five in the AFC. Conference record's probably going to play a role in this tiebreaker at some point. Yep, it certainly will. So Mace, I also think the Dolphins are going to win. Ryan also thinks the Dolphins are going to win. Obviously, yep. it'd be great if the Jets beat them because the Jets are hopeless <laughs> and harmless to the Broncos. But none of us think that's going to happen. The next game, five and eight Panthers going into Buffalo to play the very struggling seven and six Bills. Who you got? I got Buffalo. Now, this is a fascinating game because Buffalo's brain trust comes from Carolina, so it's sort of Mm. a little bit of the reunion for Sean McDermott and Brandon being their GM with the place that kind of launched them to their jobs in Buffalo. But Buffalo, yeah, their form recently hasn't been been great in terms of the win-loss form. And they did get blown out by the Colts back in mid-November. But their last two losses, the wind loss to the to the Patriots, and then of course losing the Bucks, where they should have won. That was I will admit, as a Bucks enthusiast, they stole one thanks to the officials. Mm, wow. And how about what that? they didn't call. I would I will admit that. The Bucks are totally getting the benefit of the doubt of some calls this year. Mm-hmm. Especially in regards to pass interference either way. Unfortunately, when you're good, you get those calls. You so do. you're taking the Bills as well? I'm taking the Bills, and if you look at how the Bills close, they have the Patriots right after that in New England, and I think that's going to end up being a coin flip game. But then they have Atlanta and the Jets to clo- close things out. Buffalo is going to be in the postseason. Oh, don't say that, Mason. Of course, everyone wants the 5-8 and eight Panthers NFC team that yeah. mean nothing to beat the Bills. Ryan and I also have the Bills winning this game. Man, they are struggling. It's going to be interesting to see what our picks are next week with Buffalo. And Carolina is almost as chaotic or more, probably more chaotic than Buffalo right now. I mean, oh, without a doubt, Matt Rule is, is throwing Cam Newton under the bus. And yeah, it's an absolute it's a mess, mess there. in Carolina it, right it now. It is a mess. And May's final game for the Broncos to have intrigue about is the 10 and 3 Packers going into Baltimore to play the 8 and 5 Ravens. Who you got? Well, you might have Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. Yep. 
Uh, not they were okay without Lamar last week, though. They were. They were, but you're giving a very good team in Green Bay a week to prepare for the possibility of not seeing Lamar, Lamar Jackson. And I think that, that, is, that is the key thing here when you look at this. There's not going to be the same element of surprise when you see, if you don't see Lamar Jackson, if you do see Tyler Huntley out there. So I think the Packers get it done. And the, pa- the Packers are speeding toward number one seed right now. Yeah, yeah, the they NFC. are number one seed to uh, host an NFC championship game to lose at home, just like they always do. Yeah, you know what? I, there was a time when Green Bay was unbeatable at Lambeau Field, and then about midway through the Brett Favre era, I believe it was the Falcons went in with Michael Vick and trounced them, and ever since then, the Packers at mighty, historic, intimidating Lambeau Field have been pedestrian in the playoffs at home. Yeah, yeah, not surprised to me. I call it every year. What I'm pointing out is it's not just an Aaron Rodgers thing. This uh, thing, no, this. Uh, I don't think oh, it, what did they, no. they say? It's 0-2 it's, uh, against the Falcons, 0-4 against the Vikings, 0-7 against the Giants in the NFC Championship game. This started happening on Brett Favre's watch. Aaron Rodgers just hasn't reversed this unusual trend of the Packers being mortal and beatable up there in Northeast Wisconsin in January. Mace, it's, uh, as they say, it's the Jimmys and Joes, not the stadiums and fans, as the famous saying goes. Ah, that's a famous saying? Yeah, now now it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep, I've got the Packers. Ryan's got the Packers. We've all got the Packers. Is that your official pick, Mace? The pack. Yeah, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, that's what we hope. It brings the Ravens down a little bit. Now, the Broncos, even if they still win. No, if the Broncos win, they will be tied with the Ravens. But they lose the tiebreaker on head-to-head. But they're getting there. They're getting there. In terms of record, the Broncos are now, tied there. And, and, and let's look at who Baltimore has after this game as well, because that's also key. At Cincinnati, so someone's got to win, but somebody's got to lose. And then the Ravens close with the Rams at home. Love it. And Matthew Stafford now has a big win in his back pocket they didn't have before. And Finally. Then, and then the Ravens close with the Steelers at home. So we're seeing still a lot of AFC North action to play, which means, yes, somebody's going to win, but somebody's going to lose. Too. Yeah, and we like that. We yeah. like when teams that are in the contention with the Broncos lose, and we like getting action on all of these games. I mean, we're already going to have a rooting interest in these games, but if you want to put your heart in it even more, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And Mace, we're going to have our Broncos pick them where we pick against the spread. We're going to have that drop tomorrow or Saturday where you can find out exactly what we would do against the spread. If you want to get your picks in on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can do that by downloading the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using the code DNVR to get this great offer. They're offering, if you bet $1 on any NFL game and a point is scored in that game, you get $100 in free bets if you're a new user. That is a perfect way to start your account. Man, and you better get in tonight and then use those free $100 on Saturday, on Sunday. There are so many opportunities to do so this week. I absolutely love December Saturday football, like mm. you were saying, May. So head to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss limited-time offer by using that code DNVR over DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado. 
Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You know, back in the 80s, there was occasional Denver Friday night or, or December Friday night football. Ooh. And I said Denver because the Broncos were involved in a Friday night game. 1985, week 16 at Seattle. Mm. You ever see the movie The Last Boy Scout? Probably not. It's a oh, 1991 Yeah, film. I did not. Well, it's a film set in football. And it, in this alternate universe, there's... Friday night football, and so they do a, a a Friday night football song like Hank Williams Jr. would do Monday night. Friday night, it's a great <laughs> night for football. Sung much Apparently better it wasn't than that. Great of a night, for yeah, football. by uh, Bill Medley. Okay, uh, as in uh, Righteous Righteous Brothers fame, as in I've had the time of my life. You know. Okay, okay, had the time of my life. That one clicks. Yes. Anyway, but yeah. Friday night's a great night for football. Let's just keep so going, man. So going. you say Saturday, I want to see some Friday football. But you know what? There is no Friday night NFL football this week. And there's going to come a time, believe it or not, very soon when the NFL season is over. What are you going to watch? Oh, no. Why don't you check about out the American Raptors who are going to be playing over at Infinity Park? That's your Colorado rugby team. They've rebranded. But this name, the American Raptors, is here to stay. This rugby club, club is comprised of crossover athletes from other sports they ended their first season at five and five which is pretty great for former athletes coming together for the first time and putting their skills to the test if you haven't heard of the american raptors here's what they are they are rugby town usa's newest rugby team the american raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports they come from backgrounds in football basketball wrestling soccer and track and they possess the necessary athletic skills to excel at the game of rugby this is part of getting better athletes to rugby and upgrading the performance of the usa eagles national teams the hope and the expectation is that these athletes are going to play a big part in that in improving the fortunes of the usa eagles and the best thing about it is you can watch the american raptors for free you heard that right free whoa if it's free, it's for me and for you, too. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will stream all of them from their website. Check it out. And our guy, Colton Strickler, has it all covered for you. He has the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow him in our DNVR Rugby accounts to keep up with the latest news. Earlier this fall... The, the Raptors were down in Montevideo, Uruguay. Colton Strickler was right there, step-for-step, step, covering everything with them. You can learn about rugby with those Rugby 101 podcasts that Colton has over at DNVR Rugby. So check out DNVR Rugby on the social media platforms and check out AmericanRaptors.com and get your tickets to watch the next season of American Raptors Rugby for free over at Infinity Park. And as you're so excited to watch the American Raptors, you got to get a snooze sleep and the mattress of the Snooze Flip mattress so you can be comfortable in that <sighs> night before checking out a game because the Snooze Flip mattress by Snooze Sleep is the best mattress out there. It's pretty much a four-in-one mattress, and the reason for that is one side is hard, one side is soft. So you get to choose. If you want hard or soft, you can flip it uh, during the seasons. And another thing that you can flip during the seasons is their reversible cover. One side is hot, one side is cold, so you can mix, mix and match hot and hard, cold and soft. You want to flip that around, you can do that with the Snooze Flip mattress. It is the most universal mattress out there. And on top of that, they're a Colorado-based company. You guys know how important it is to support local. We love doing that here over at DNV. And the thing is, 
You don't just have to live in Colorado. It is built in Colorado, but built for the world. So check them out over at snoozesleep.com. And if you use the code DNVR, they'll hook you up with $25 or $250 off a queen mattress, $250 off an adjustable base, and $500 off a king, and $500 off a king adjustable base as well. So that's savings of $500 for a queen, $1,000 for a king by using that code DNVR over at snoozesleep.com. Come check them out. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section. And before we do, let's hit a super chat that we have from our guy, Edward. He says, what's up, guys? Just wanted to show some love. I'm so ready for Sunday. Keep up the good work and thanks for everything. Let's go Broncos DB for life. Thank you so much, Edward. Love you. And I know you left a comment yesterday asking for our score prediction. I'm happy that we could get could get that to you today. And I hope you like the results. We got a Broncos win coming. Really appreciate the love, Edward. Thank you. Thank you very much, Edward. Appreciate that. Love your avatar, by the way. Nice. Uh, is that uh, Was that KJ Hamler from last year? Looks, you know, it looks that way. It looks is. like a, a KJ thirteen yeah. from last year. Yeah. Love that, Edward. All right, Mace. Let's hop into the comment section over on the website. And the first one coming in from LA Bronco thirty says, "Sorry, this is long, but I just wanted to share what happened to me the other day. I've been really emotional over DT, so I had to share. But a little backstory: December twenty nineteen, my girlfriend, her daughter, and I made care packages to hand out to the less fortunate without homes in our area. I wanted to extend it beyond the holidays, but then COVID hit, and I feared it would spread it around. So we put it on pause. This year, we promised to start again. That leads us to today. I found some paper bags I had from twenty nineteen, and I had the thought to, and I had the thought this year." to honor DT by putting 88 on each bag. So I wrote just one to see how it looked. Of course, it was beautiful and made me tear up. So then I head out to the store to buy supplies for care packages, snacks, socks, sandwich materials, etc. As I get to a green light at an intersection, something tells me to look out. I slam on the brakes as a huge SUV comes flying through the red light. He slams his brakes and stops. We are feet away from each other. The T-bone collision would have been into my driver's side door. I proceed to the store unscathed and got my supplies. I got home and saw the 88 I had written earlier waiting for me and I broke down in tears something or someone told me to look out so I could continue to carry out my mission every bag I give out will have an 88 I didn't want to share this because I didn't pat myself on the back none of this will be on social media no one knows my girlfriend and I do this except us uh, and or uh, uh, the only person that knows is my girlfriend and now DNVR it's a PSA to watch your green lights it's a remember to pay it forward this holiday mm-hmm. season and when you can do it in the memory of a great man like DT. At the Chargers game January 2nd, I'll be wearing my DT shirt for the last time and then retiring it. Really wish I had bought a jersey back in the day because I can't find any now. Merry Christmas, DNVR. Wow, that is a really cool story. Thank you for sharing it. And that is uh, so cool, the work that you're doing to bring joy to people's lives this season. That is awesome. I really appreciate that. And thank you for sharing that with us. Also, it makes you think about just how kind of close uh, sometimes we come to disaster like uh, today I was uh, I was I was going into the right-hand lane on the highway and this truck just came barreling up uh, going on, on it was one you know where you have the on-ramp and I'm moving over into the lane because it come becomes goes toward the off-ramp and this truck comes barreling up through the on-ramp at like 85 miles an hour oh, wow. so fast and like nearly hits me and I'm like, and just Wow. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's terrifying. Stuff, I'm glad you're okay. Well, thank you. I mean, but that's, I mean, just so much is beyond our control in life. We have to just cherish every moment. You never know. Yeah. Uh, and you never know how fortunate you can be, how lucky you can be sometimes. So. Yeah, very well yep. said. And thank you for sharing that, L.A. Right. Bronco. 
Vash the man says, my boys, what is up, y'all? I'm back, baby. First thing first, Zach, hope you show the boys the pic I sent you of my daughter, the newest Broncos fan, looking all cute in her gear. Second, of course, yes, so cute, and I'm so happy for you guys. Congratulations, Vash. Mm -hmm. He says, second, I'm going to send you a vid of my kids singing the DNVR intro. That's it for now. Peace, love, and chicken grease. I'm out. P.S., Keep them pods coming. Make my day all the time, y'all rock. We love you, Vash the Man. Love it. Appreciate it. Thank thank you for checking in with us. Omaha, I have a $1,000 bet with my brother over who will win the Ooh. Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. He has McCorkle, Mac Jones. I've got Jamar Chase. Needless to say, I've had a vested interest in Bengals games this year. One thing that really jumps out at me about this weekend's game is the Broncos must blanket Chase and not allow him to go over the top. When the Bengals hit Jamar for big touchdowns, it opens everything up for them in the underneath passing game. Guys like Boyd and Uzoma feast. When Chase is held in check, the passing game usually sputters. There are outliers, but this is almost always true for the Bengals this season. I've been thinking a lot about how the Broncos were killed four separate times this season by deep ball touchdowns. In the Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, and Eagles games where they allowed deep balls for scores, those plays pretty much sucked the life out of the team they never recovered. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this. You know what? That's something I've been thinking about a lot. And one thing about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow is they are on the same page. It goes back to being at LSU. But when Joe Burrow buys time, and Chase breaks off his route, and the play kind of goes to kind of schoolyard type of stuff, off script, that is when he can be really dangerous. You've got to sustain your coverage on Jamar Chase for longer than you do against most receivers because sometimes the most dangerous moment is when Burrow is outside the pocket, he's had five or six seconds, and Chase is able to shake free of coverage downfield, and Burrow does a great job at finding him. It's you're gonna have to really plaster him uh, as a at the secondary as a collective. Make sure that he doesn't get loose and break open when Burrow is buying time. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, Omaha here. I'm I'm hurt. Uh, what? Why did you pick against my guy Mac Jones here? And that's gonna cost you one thousand dollars because unfortunately, a receiver has to be incredibly special to win this award over a quarterback, especially when you got a quarterback playing to the level that Mac is. Uh, Jamar Chase is gonna need a couple two hundred yard games, like he already has this season, but he's gonna need more of those in order to win this award. You are going to lose a thousand dollars to your brother, and uh, let's just say my heart's with your brother right now because that. Picking Mac is a is a good choice there. But you're, you're right. In terms of this Broncos game, that Mace, that's why we talked about putting Pat Sertan on Jamar Chase. He is their best player and uh, your best player in the secondary in terms of cover corner is Pat Sertan. I would have him shadow him this game. You don't think Jamar Chase has been special this year? No, no. You have to be really, really, really special for a wide receiver to get it over a quarterback. I mean, he's second in the league in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. He's averaging north of 17 yards a catch. Yeah. Yeah, those are all really good. I'm not saying he's not a great... He's a special player. He's special. I mean, you can argue he's having the best rookie season for a wide receiver since Randy Moss back in 1998. Wait, so, Mace, are you looking to take a bet? Do you think he's going to win rookie of the year over Mac Jones? Well, I don't. I'm not going to make a bet. Okay, well, saying, well, okay, okay. I'm take, just saying take, take there's the a bet, bet out of it. Take the bet out of it because you're making an argument of uh, why Jamar argu- Chase should. So are you saying he will? I'm saying he should. I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm saying will he? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't what? have a, No, you got to put your, you, you, you're making a case for it. 
You got to put your signature behind it. I'm saying he should, but there's a quarterback bias to in rookie of the year voting. So who's going to win? Probably Mac Jones. Oh my gosh, you give all this pushback and then you say that it's going to be No, Mac. I'm saying that's who people will vote for. I'm saying it should be Jamar Chase. Well, that, that's if we were, vote, com- if we were voting today. Is, I, think it, I think it's going to be Mac Jones, regardless of who it should who be. Who should it be? Uh, it should be Mac Jones. Okay, that's where we differ. See, that's, <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's, that's more interesting. You say it should be McCorkle, who's having a good season, but maybe not an elite season. Jamar Chase is at an elite level as a rookie. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's going to be Mac Jones. I'm sorry, Omaha. I'm sorry, but I can't believe you you didn't listen to me. You went with Jamar. We'll I'm sorry. See. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, hey, if Jamar has a big game against the Broncos, that'll really help his cases. So I think everyone in Broncos country hopes you're wrong on this, too. Yeah. Next one from Bronc Oilers. Morning, gents. Nothing like a nice, warm cup of coffee and DNVR to keep me going on this brutal Edmonton morning. Minus 13 degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. That's pretty normal for Edmonton in the winter. Oh, yikes. It seems like multiple times over the past few years, this team has lacked offensive identity only to get a dominant ground game going at some point. And then by by the time next season starts, it's all forgotten. Do you guys think our investment at the skills at wide receiver and tight end have caused a reluctance to stick with what's working? Does this make the members of our receiving core less valuable to us than we may have thought? Cheers. Well, look. Those receivers are going to prove valuable, but it's going to be probably after a quarterback change. You're right now. You hope yeah. they prove valuable. Though. You hope they prove. I think they will. But Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, you didn't re-sign them and give them those contracts for status quo. It's an acknowledgement yep. that if the offense is going to get to the next level, it's going to have to have a dynamic component that it doesn't have today. And that probably comes from a new quarterback walking through the doors at Dove Valley. Yes, I agree. That's the hope. But I just feel like when we talk about it like that, and, and it's certainly not you, Mason, that's certainly the reason that, that they signed both of those guys up. But there's just this kind of expectation, oh, yeah, the Broncos are going to mm. get way better quarterback play next year. Whoa, what? The past five years, this is the best quarterback play they've had. It's Teddy Bridgewater. He's maximizing. I shouldn't say he's maximizing those guys the most possible, but he is putting up the best passing numbers that this team has seen since 2014, Peyton Manning. So just to think that they're going to get a huge upgrade next year is a little bit naive. It scares me a little bit. Now, Mace, they're going to try. They are going to try their hardest to get Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. but those aren't guarantees. And going into the draft is also no guarantee. Heck, Trevor Lawrence is struggling this year. Now, obviously, I think the Broncos are a much better situation to go to for a quarterback than the Jags, but still, it's Trevor Lawrence that's struggling as a rookie, Mm -hmm. so it's just not a guarantee. Uh, And for this year, I think you're right, Bronco. They're certainly not getting their their value of those guys, Mm -hmm. but they're also not paying those guys, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, for this year. Uh, Those contracts don't kick in until next year. But hopefully what you're finding is perfect balance where you've got a running game that can beat you and a passing game that can beat you. And, right. then, yeah. and then, look, That's ideal. The one, one of the things that makes the Patriots work, and it's part of Mac Jones being in a perfect situation, is when the Patriots are successful, first with Tom Brady, now we're seeing it with Mac Jones, they are capable of building their game plan around the opponent's weaknesses. If they know the opponent is weak on deep balls, they'll take deep shots. If they know their opponent is weak against the run or the conditions dictate running, like on that night in Buffalo, then they're going to run the ball. 
if it's the opponent can't cover running backs out of the backfield, then one of their running backs is going to have 10 receptions, right? That's yep. the, and if you're the Broncos long-term, where do you want this offense to go? To where it can be that chameleon. Absolutely. If you, you face a team that can't run, hey, we're going to run the ball 35 times. You face a team that struggles, uh, struggles with a deep ball, hey, we're going to throw nine balls to Cortland. Next year, you hope you're talking about an offense with, a, with probably a different quarterback. You're talking about an offense that can build their game plans around where the opponent is weakest. Yeah. All right. Let's hit a super chat from my biggest fan says, how different is our season if we would have taken Micah Parsons over Patrick Sertan? I think it's about the same. Yeah, I think it's the same as well. And the reason for that is people are probably going to say, but wait, look at the impact. He has an inside linebacker. The Bronx are their eighth inside linebacker. He's also having an impact on the outside. Micah Parsons is a heck of a player. But what's happening to the Broncos secondary, especially in the first half of the season when everyone was getting torched outside of Patrick Sertan? That would have been really bad. This injury to Bryce Callahan would be really bad right now. Although he's expected back now, he's missed some games. This secondary would be in big trouble. So I think it's it's honestly a push. You wouldn't have had the luxury of benching Kyle Fuller when he was struggling. Certainly You would have, have to keep throwing him out there. And I think going to the bench is one of the things that did help him even though He's probably kind of the, the weak link back there still when you have everybody healthy. So, yeah, that's why I think it would have been a push. Yep, I think so too. And that, that shows just how good I think Patrick Sertan right. is, showing that the the rookie of the year or defensive rookie of the year in Micah Parsons, uh, Pat Sertan is just as valuable as him. Well, I mean, you know, what's really important? I mean, not that Parsons isn't important, but a, a lockdown cover like Pat Sertan is becoming – is a premium it's a premium player to premium spot yep on defense to me it's the second most premium position pass rusher number one and uh that number two next one from steve is the worst my boys i just watched the super bowl 50 championship blu-ray while i was packing to move to my new spot good times lol that said i do not understand how people can root for this team to lose saying it's the best thing for this team is one thing but that ship has sailed we want to show veteran elite quarterbacks that that this team can win. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Let's go. It starts with this game. This is a big time. Take care, friends. It is a big time. And take care and love that you're watching Super Bowl 50. You know what? When a team is struggling, just throw on a DVD or watch <laughs> a, an old video of YouTube from, from past glories. You're going to feel better, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean we're going to have to start explaining what a Blu-ray is to people soon. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I, I've... I'll make sure one way or another, download or Blu-ray or whatever, I'll be able to watch the Braves World Series this past year. <laughs> because when they're struggling, I'll always have that moment. You always have Super Bowl 50. Heck, just go on YouTube and you can find The Drive and The Drive 2 and Super Bowl 32. You can find games from 1977, The Orange Crush. Yeah. There are There are so many wonderful days out there. To just go and watch and, and do that. But you know what? In the moment, until you're eliminated, you go for the playoffs. Embrace the playoff chase. Until until they say you can't possibly go, you fight until the death. I think we've turned people. I think I think most people are excited for this, and I'm mm-hmm. so pumped. Next one from Malhai Buckeye. We need this one, boys. Hopefully we can come out strong and hold the lead. Wish I could be in Denver for this one. I've actually been in contact with a local sports bar owner here in central Ohio, and I'm going to start a Columbus Broncos supporter group. More to come in a few days. Mm-hmm. Keep us updated on that. Love that. Sports betting will be legal on Ohio starting in 2022. If I learn anything this year, it would be to always bet 
not the opposite oh, of what Zach says for oh, his pick of the week. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh. whoa. I was on a hot streak. I was like four of my last five, and then, yeah, I've got a little cold, so you know what I'm doing, Mace? I'm watching the highlights of when I was picking the right picks of the week. It just it, it gives me that spirit that I'm going to be right back here. He says, hope you all have a good weekend. Go Broncos and go DNVR. That's lovely. That's lovely. Very lovely. And I love you, Mile High Buckeye. Excited for uh, sports betting to be in Ohio for you. I didn't even check on how my pick of the week from basketball came out. Mm, yeah, we're going to have to look or into that. the bowl that. game. No, it's a bowl game. I was going to do college basketball. Right. Did, I did the Boca Bowl. Yes, you did, which is has it not gonna, happened yet. Is it going to be covered by the Boca Breeze? As uh, Morty Seinfeld said, it's the pink Okami rag. Way over my head. I have no Seinfeld idea reference. what you're talking about. Oh, the condo board newsletter, the Boca Breeze. Pink Okami rag. If you're a Seinfeld fan, you got that. Yeah, way over my yeah. head, but I'm sure it was really good. Yes, anyway. <laughs> Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Hello, guys. Happy Thursday. I can't tell if I'm more entertained by Spicy Zach on the Broncos pod or Spicy Andre on the digital tailgate. I have a question for Zach regarding Russell Wilson. Uh, Spicy Andre is pretty tough to beat. You mentioned yeah. being willing to trade just about anything for Russell Wilson. I want to test that theory with this fake offer for Russ. Broncos acquire Russell Wilson in return for the Broncos giving up every first-round pick while Wilson is on the team, excluding if they trade and acquire another team's first-round pick. Deal or no deal? Wow, you are really putting into the test here. And uh, So that's potentially eight years if Russ is your quarterback. It is. Eight years without a first-round pick. Yeah, and that's a no for me, dog. except Whoa. that's the initial thought. But then I think about, okay, well, what would I be willing to give up for Russ now? What would I be willing to give up for Aaron Rodgers now? And with Russ, you can't trade uh, eight first-round picks. So I haven't thought about this, but I think about it with Aaron Rodgers. And I think, boy, you can trade three years out. If Aaron Rodgers tells you, I will, I guarantee I'll play three years, I'm absolutely trading three first-round picks for him. If That's he says, fair. I'm playing two years I'm willing to trade two first-round picks. Right. So what that tells me is I'm willing to give up a first-round pick for as many years as that person, that quarterback, is going to play. So, yes, sign me up. I'm trading eight first-round picks for Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm willing to give up like six now if you value uh, Patrick Sertan as two. Yeah, I'm giving three first-round picks because that's a max you can give. Javante Williams is one. So what do we have there? We have six there. And then – I'll throw in a couple of second-round picks to make it worth the two more first-round picks. Kale, can we clip that? Because sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's way valuable. Oh, it's more it's valuable, but then you're losing. I mean, I get like three or even maybe even four first-round picks, but okay, now would you trade those first-round picks plus PS2 and Javante? Um, like you yeah, were... sure. Because, because Mace, Mace, let's let's go back through the uh, most recent draft picks that I can remember in the first round. That means you're missing out on Garoppolo. It means you're missing out on Paxton Lynch. It means you're listing, missing out on Bradley Chubb. It means you're missing out on Pat Sertan, who's a very good player. John it Elway means, isn't doing the drafting anymore. It means, well, I, I mean, I just got to go off what, what this is. Who, who else am I missing in the past couple of years? First round picks for the Broncos. Noah Fant. Uh, you're missing out on Noah Fant. There we go. Who else are we missing out on? Jerry Judy. Oh, we're missing out on Jerry Judy. Who else are we missing out on? Uh, did you say Shane Ray? Oh, we're missing out on Shane Ray. Is he even in the league? No, the answer is no. Okay, that, that gets us to seven, I believe. First round picks. Uh, yeah, none of those guys have impacted the Broncos in a way of making the playoffs. None of those. Now, I do think that Patrick Sertan will. I do think that Jerry Judy is going to prove that he is a true number one receiver. And uh, But Mace, 
the Broncos got all those guys now. And also, on top of that, that's when the Broncos had good draft picks. The Broncos are going to have bad draft picks when they have Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be picking in the 20s. They're going to be picking 25-30, so we should probably blend it with second-round picks that the Broncos have had, and most of those haven't worked out. Sure, you can throw Cortland Sutton in there. He's worked out. So it, it's just not that valuable at all. It's it not as valuable your, as people your think. Your first pick in a lot of these drafts is going to be, well, ideally pick 64. Yeah, but, it's true. you know, some years you're going to lose in the divisional round, right? Pick 57, pick 58. Sure, there we go. There we go. But you got... And it happens year your, after year after year. You got your quarterback, baby. Yeah. You got your quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback there. You are not too thrilled with me in this idea. I just think even for as much... Look, I like Russell Wilson, okay? Doesn't That's seem like clear. It. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but there's a... Li- look, there's a limit to what anybody's going to give up. And I think George Payton's limit is much, much lower than... The Zach Stevens limit. I think so too. I, I think I, I don't I, think George but is at the same time, and Javante, but I there's would. a part of me that would actually like to see Zach Stevens as GM because I think the deals would just yeah be absolutely insane. You know what? They'd have a quarterback here. I can guarantee that. Would they might be, be blocking for said quarterback? Or they you know what? They'd probably have Mac Jones here right now and they wouldn't have had to trade a single thing okay. for him. Now there okay. <laughs> there you have a point. Mac Jones with Pat Shermer, how would that have worked? Oh, he, Mac Jones would be carrying Pat Shermer. It'd be great. It'd be great. You're and saying. Pat Shermer would like the media a little more because we wouldn't be picking at his every moves, and He's, he wouldn't be giving us these answers as we talked about at the beginning of the He seems to pod. be more condescending after wins, though. That is like I've noticed wild. like after losses and things aren't going well, I think there's an, I, I, he seems to be more introspective. I feel like when they win, he gets a little more condescending and overcome. That, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I love these questions, but the good news is, mm. Mace, is they don't even have to trade eight first-round picks because they can't. So mm. I love my offer that we talked about last mm. week. Three first-round picks, Patrick Sertan, Javante Williams. Give me Russell Wilson for that. We got another super chat coming in from our guy, Edward. Thank you so much, Edward. We love you. He says, DNVR is my new favorite pod. You guys make my boring week so much better. Do you guys talk Broncos throughout the offseason? I want Wilson personally. I want Wilson too. Mace kind of wants Wilson. Just kidding. Mace wants Russell Wilson. Uh, we do. This is a pod that pretty much goes 365 days a year. No, we, we do every single week. Five, Five days, days a, week. a week. We also have an all additional year. draft pod. We have an additional fantasy show, and that's only scratching the surface, Edward. If you guys are tuning in, finding us from YouTube, we do this exact same exact same thing for Denver Nuggets. We do this exact same thing for Colorado Avalanche. We do this exact same thing for Colorado Rockies. The only thing is, it's not us talking about it. It's experts talking about it. Mace, I, I call ourselves experts in the Broncos, and that's why we just focus on Broncos. We have a whole team that focuses on Nuggets, Rockies, Avs, Buffs, uh, the the uh, the CSU Rams, who are doing incredible things right now. you got to check us out over at thednvr.com. But yes, Edward, when the season ends, our season's just picking up. Do you think I'm a baseball expert? Yeah, yeah you personal okay, Braves expert. Okay, I'm popping on the Rockies podcast next week. There we go. I yeah. love it. I, so, lo- I love See, yeah. Rockies content in the middle of December. In the middle of a lockout. Yeah. There's nothing going on in baseball. Yes, yep, yep. still five Rockies pods a week and of course, from the NVR. And, of course, we're not just live on YouTube. By the way, hit us with a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Check us out over at YouTube yeah. for the live pods. But also, we're dropping these on podcast versions. So if you can't tune in live, mm-hmm. find us anywhere you find podcasts. Just search for Broncos, and we'll be the first podcast that pops up. Yep, exactly. And we got a couple more uh, comments here. This one from Zen Bronco. 
My boys! There you go. So after this season, how much of a realistic chance do you actually think we have, have of getting Wilson or Rogers? It'd be very nice, but I am 75% sure we'll probably dis- be disappointed in that aspect. On a bright side, I'll be at the game on Sunday. I already got my tickets to the tailgate. I met RK last time, hope to meet the rest of y'all. You will know it's me because I plan on painting my head for this game. Hey. Also, do you have any good restaurant recommendations? DNVR bar, of course. I plan on going to the bar Saturday night, but need some other ideas to take my girlfriend. Thanks for the pod. It's great as always. Go Broncos. Okay, beyond the DNVR bar. Restaurant recommendation, especially here in the center part of the city. Yeah, you got to go to My Brother's Bar. It's it's, it's downtown, and it's called mm-hmm. My Brother's Bar. Mm-hmm. Fantastic burgers. Yeah, if you want something that you may, you may think, oh, crazy, Main Shack over not too far from Lohi, amazing lobster rolls. Mm, you may think like lobster in Colorado, trust me, this is as good as I found up in New England. Wow! So impressive. that's a bold statement, Very and they impressive. and they actually have a stand in the club on the club levels at Broncos games too. Oh wow! So you can literally that? get a lobster roll at a Bronco game. Wow, that is so fancy. yeah. Free pub for Main Shack, but uh, it's a great. It's if I don't like the pregame meal and the Broncos press box, that's usually where I dive down to eat. I love it. Let's I get love lobster it. Roll. Mace, we got to get out of here, but I want to get to our final question. So let's hit it quick. Mm-hmm. Comes in from the chat. He says, "My boys, if Bridgewater does want twenty-five million dollars, Pierre, and we don't get Russ or Rogers, what would you do for the twenty-twenty season at quarterback?" First of all, I don't think Bridgewater is going to get twenty-five million in the end. Okay, I think if if he, wherever he goes here or elsewhere, he'll it will settle around say eighteen to twenty. Yeah, yeah, maybe that fifteen range. Yeah, right. And that's where if you could do it for one year and you draft a quarterback, that becomes palatable. Yep. But if it's still in the 20, if he if it ends up going 22, 23, 24, I think then you say we really are just looking for a guy to get us through. You are talking about if it's a veteran and Andy Dalton, a Tyrod uh, Taylor. I know uh, these aren't sexy options. I would Tyrod's be intrigued okay. by trading for Gardner Minshew. Yep. And then – it would be drafting a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I laid out my situation last week. What I'm doing is trading for Tua after the Dolphins acquired right. Deshaun Watson. You could also do this with a Gardner Minshew type or Jalen Hurts type. Uh, and then I'm trading some of the draft capital I have this year for 2023 draft capital, giving Tua a year to play. If he turns out to be the guy, fantastic. If not, you have all that ammo to draft a guy in 2023. If that's not possible, then what I'm doing is I'm just I'm, I'm going what the Patriots did with, with Mac Jones. I'm drafting a rookie he's my starter from day one see if he's the guy if he doesn't show any hope then I have a high draft pick in 2023 picking a quarterback then if he shows hope he's the guy then that's the direction we are going as a team uh well what I think the Broncos will do is I think the Broncos will uh keep Bridgewater for 15 20 million dollars a year and draft a guy yeah I could be sold on the two option but I really think it's either going to be Rogers or Wilson or if that if they can't get either it's going to be maybe Bridgewater or another bridge. And then I don't think just drafting a guy, I think trading up to get the first quarterback off the board. Love it. Edward with one more super chat. He says, you are crazy. I'm not giving up Patrick Sertan and Javante Williams, LOL. Uh, Edward, you are right there with the rest of the comment section, and I just, I'm left shaking my head. I, I don't even I'm, know what. what I'm kind of content to let you take the bullets here. This is a. I, know, I don't gonna, understand what is going on here, guys. Do you want a quarterback or not? The Broncos haven't had a quarterback. They've had great 
cornerbacks. They had to keep leaving Chris Harris, and they didn't have a quarterback, and it didn't matter. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? Broncos haven't had a quarterback, and it hasn't meant anything. You got to have the quarterback. Guys, open your eyes. Ooh, we got to open your yes, eyes. Yes, I mean, it gets Woo. me to that point. I think but the thing is, I think there's a realistic limit to what's going to be traded. That's all. Yes, I don't think. Uh, but I would look this way. I don't think guys. it's going to take that kind of deal to get it done. Even better, I mean, I'm not dangling those guys out and saying just have them. I'm dangling those guys out and saying if this is what it's going to take to beat the New York Giants, giving up two top ten picks, mm-hmm. I am willing to do it. Yeah. And may something I'm willing to do is get you guys to the tailgate. I want you guys at the tailgate this week. I want you guys to take the party bus. Mason and I will be there. We would love to say hi to you. And, of course, before we get out of here, got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They may even be at the tailgate this weekend because they are diehard Colorado sports fans. And if you go check them out over at Green Mountain Dental, you'll be able to talk Colorado sports. You will get the best treatment uh, of your teeth that's out there because they are the best damn family-owned dentists in the metro area. And on top of that, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. Go to Green Mountain Dental, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. You're already going to do that uh, at any dentist. Might as well do it here where they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Mace, that'll do it for us today. Really enjoyed this show today. Man, we got so much football to watch. I'm so pumped. So pumped for tonight. So pumped for Saturday football. And, of course, so pumped for Sunday football. We will be back with you on YouTube Live right after the game. So make sure to hit us with a thumbs up here. Subscribe to our channel so you know we're going live. And we will see you after the Broncos beat the doors off the Bengals and continue to stay alive in the AFC playoff picture. But for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. That'll do it for us. Thank you, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Flying cotton would stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been in a long, long time I'd like to patch it up I wanna change your mind I'll take